if you are still on the fence of whether or not speaking out loud your manifestations work, get off that fence. Get off that fence into a backyard of positivity. (laughs) In March, I wished for summer. And it happened. It happened. All right? I said, I hope summer happens. And it came. It came with a, a really punishing force. Now, that one maybe is a given. Fine. I'll give you that. Let's talk about something else that can be proven on this podcast. I wanted to taste a wine. I had no idea if I would be able to get my little hands on this particular bottle. Look at God. Welcome to the Sick Palette Podcast. I am your host, Deepa Shreeder. Um, it's another wine review podcast day episode. Episode is, is, is far more accurate, I think, than day. Um, this is, this is, I would like to call the, the sequel, the sequel. Well, actually the sequel would be the second vintage of this particular label. This is. This is like the third movie, but unlike most third movies, do they call them three quills? Squeakquels? I think that's just only if like chipmunks are involved. Um, but this is the third installment, and unlike most third installments, this one, this one is Godfather 2. Stick with me on my analogies, okay? We're getting somewhere here. So it is as if Godfather 3 in this wine analogy doesn't exist. Get it out of your mind. It's also, also, hot take. The Godfather 3 is not as bad as people think it is. Just, just put it on a Sunday after you've obviously started your morning with the greatest comfort movie on the planet, The Godfather. There is literally nothing more comforting to me than waking up on a Sunday realizing I'm going to be watching The Godfather, which means I'm definitely going to be watching The Second Godfather, which means I'm making some sort of red sauce, which means I'm going to be cooking all day. That's like a perfect Sunday when you wake up and you realize that's what is happening. That's neither here nor there. Let's get into it. Uh, I got to try it, y'all. And it is everything I wanted and more. It's the return of Big Salt with a twist. Um, so I think, I think the, maybe it was like three episodes ago or so. Um, we, we were talking about Big Salt 2021. Uh, and I was, I was basically saying this was, this was the, the bottle I was most looking forward to this summer because last summer, having Big Salt 2020, yeah, it was 2020. Whew. 
somehow 2020 feels like yesterday and five years ago. Uh, but that's not like, everyone understands that feeling. (laughs) Um, essentially I, I, I didn't think it could get any better. You know, there was a part of me that thought to myself, big salt as a white wine, we understand it. We love it. We still love it. Let's be honest. And I want to try this orange rosé table wine that we're discussing today. But I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have my heart broken. Because there was a part of me that really believed Big Salt, the OG version, is, is where it needed to be. There was a part of me that had that kind of sneaking suspicion. And I couldn't be more wrong. I am wrong, wrong, wrong. But here's what I did. Here's what I did for the first time so I didn't have to think to myself, Deepa, you little idiot. I thought, I think about that in, in other scopes of my life, but in this particular one, I thought, Deepa, you clever little idiot. <laughs> Here I am, all right? I'm, I'm in Brody Park Market. Shout out, that's my South Austin wine store. I'm in there. And I will be honest. I was starting to feel what wine are we going to be talking about? What wine are we going to be highlighting? There was, there was just sort of almost a lull where the wines that I've been really excited about, I had already had. Um, and I'm looking forward to a lot of like early fall, late summer appearances that that I think are going to be happening soon. But there was there was nothing on the horizon that I felt felt like truly inspired by. You know what I mean? Nothing was jumping out at that moment. And there I see it. Just kind of sort of tucked away in the like cooler section of the wine, right? Already chilled, ready to go. I see it and I was like, wait, wait. Wait, wait a goddamn minute here. <laughs> that looks like a big salt, but that big salt label has got a little bit of color to it. Wait a minute here. Could this be the elusive orange rosé here? Just sort of tucked away. I picked up a bottle went to the counter. And then I said to myself, Deepa, continue being the clever little idiot that you are. And I ran back and I got myself a second bottle because even if it wasn't going to be as good as I believed, it it just, it just couldn't, it, it just couldn't get to where I thought it would be. At least I'd have another bottle in the tuck just in case, just in case. It's the best decision I have made this week. It's a slow week um, on good decisions. <laughs> so this was one of the best decisions I made. I'll tell you what. 
And honestly, it's given me a little pep in the step. Sure, the wine is great. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it. But the fact that I got the second bottle, that's really what's putting a pep in my step right now. That is what is sailing me over into the weekend is that knowing like, you know what? I can keep trusting myself, my sweet little clever little idiotic self. She's smart, guys. She's wily sometimes. I love it. I love this for me. Um, and so I brought it over to my parents' house for, for our, our typical wine tasting that we all do together now. Um, you know, with, with my sister and everybody. What, what a winner. What a wine winner we have on our hands here. Um, let's, let's get into the cheat sheet notes of it all. Okay. So this is big salt. Uh, this is the 2021 orange rosé table wine. Uh, this is the same big salt that is made by Ovum wines. Um, this, this, I think it's, it's still their, their best known label. Uh, it's a, it's, it's definitely a labor of love and, um, I think it's, let me look at this. Yeah, only 100 cases are made of this, okay? There's only 100, 100 cases, and if you look on their website, if you're ordering from them, you can only order 12 at a time. Just go, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and get it done. Just get it done. Hit the 12, put it in your cart, give them your money, and just do it. Knowing you did the right thing. Just knowing you did the right thing. You can even listen to this whole review. Just get on the Ovum Wines website while you're doing it. It's the right thing. So what makes it an orange rosé? So this is um, when, when people start talking about orange wines, they're talking about a wine that is fermented on skins. Now, what does that mean? Here, here is my... As usually, what I give you, as usually, you know I meant as usual. What I give you is something that is researched, but like not too much, right? We got other stuff going on. That to-do list is not going to do itself. You know what I mean? We got we to gotta keep checking things off. So fermented on skins. Uh, when we're talking about orange wine, we are talking about a wine um, that is using white wine grapes and fermenting for about, typically it looks like around two weeks to a month with the skins on. They aren't crushing them yet. They're, they're really kind of, um, getting a little bit more color on there. Um, this, this gives the wine typically a little bit more of a complex. Sometimes it can even give the wine at least in my opinion, it can give it almost a sort of um, bitters quality, not bitter, but that what you get in like a traditional bitters, where it's a, where it's like an almost um, strangely 
mentally quality. I didn't find it in this particular one, but you, you just get a little bit of like a medicinal funk to it is what I would call it. Uh, this one was aged in a French oak barrel and, um, it's made, it says on the, on their, on their cheat sheet here, um, 50% Pinot Gris, which is a kind of white wine and 50% big salt. So I guess what that means is the, the big salt, either the grapes that are made from typical big salt, like as in OG big salt is what this is made from, or that this was made from big salt wine. And that is, that is something I would really love to know specifically what, what exactly that is. Mostly because I just, I just want to know. This is such a spectacular wine. You can tell that it is a little bit of a blend of something. It would be really interesting to know how winemakers actually make that blend. Is it all starting from the grapes? Or is it like, we made an, we made an excellent wine. Now let's like turn that wine into something else. We'll just take a portion of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, 12.9 ABV. So it's, it's one of those natural wines, um, that obviously put that thing in the cooler. Um, and also because it's summertime because I manifested it. Remember, um, so put that thing in the cooler, take it out. (sighs) The tasting of it. I am so happy about every bit of what's going on with this wine. It is, it is strange. I will, I will go ahead and tell you the wine is peculiar. The wine is strange, but not in any way where you will have to be accustomed to the taste. This, this is going to be a universally strange wine. And if you don't love it, you're just trying to be like contrarian. It feels like, you know what I mean? You got like some like big Capricorn energy and I love a Capricorn, but you know what I'm saying? You got like, you want to say, yeah, but it's like, all right, come on, get into it. This is just, this is just like deeply good. So the first sip I had, I immediately, I immediately thought of roses. I immediately thought of Ruhavza, um, which is a type of drink or a type of drink solution. This is, this is, this is Indian Gatorade, but like notched, notched the hell up. Um, that's exactly what I got. I got roses immediately in the nose. Um, it is dry. It is dry, but I am getting, I am getting just heavy floral energy on there with still that, that sort of saline salt mixing in, which, which gave it such like an interesting kind of almost hazy quality. Uh, Ruhavza, for the people who don't know, it's essentially a rose and herb syrup. I think there's like a million ingredients in it. Um, but we've been having it since 
you know, the start of the 1900s. And it's it's a drink now that is made by the same company, but they have a, a factory in India, they have a, pack, a factory in Pakistan, and they have a factory in Bangladesh. Because it is, it is truly when it, when it comes to desis, it is truly <laughs> beloved like this wine. Um, my father called this wine sophisticated, which that really floored me um, because he, he really, y'all know, he, he, likes, he likes something right down the middle, Pete Sampras, Ace down the middle, Cabernet Sauvignon, you know, he'll, he'll do, he'll do other reds for sure, like other red wines, but like it won't, and, and he's, he's trying everything, but this is, this is something that immediately he was like, oh, oh, I can get into this. So if you have, if you have a, a, a baby boomer generation, uh, a wine drinker, give him, give him this. If you're if you're trying to introduce more natural wines, you know, to that generation, give them this. Let let them see what that's about. It's a hit, hit, y'all. Um, my sister loved it. She immediately said, "It's salt. It's complex. It's it is one of those things where you're." You're going to be upset. You're going to be upset if you don't have a second bottle in the tuck at least. <laughs> I rave a lot about a lot of wines on this podcast. But, but what I really, really love about this is that it is gorgeous to look at. When you, when you see the deepness of the color of what you're drinking and then you match it to what you're tasting... It's, it's, it feels otherworldly. It feels like it's like some sort of like Martian wine drink. Like an alien's version of what wine is. And it's like better than some earth version. It's, it's that good. I'm, I'm serious. Um, tamarind test. How do we feel about this with tamarind? We feel very good about this with tamarind. I will say this is, this is the kind of wine that I would like to have with like, a tamarind ceviche. I want something fresh. I don't want something that is um, essentially cooked for hours and hours and hours. Uh, even though we talked about Godfather, I don't want a red sauce with this. I don't want any of that. Give me limes. Give me something that is bright. Give me something that you didn't have to cook too long. Sure, because who wants to cook too long in the summertime? Great idea. But also because I think Due to that kind of hazy, complex, you know, rose uh, made by alien cyborgs feel that you have for this wine, you want something that is not going to take away too much attention from it. The wine in this case is the star on the table. So, so just get something quick on the table. Make sure it's got lots of limes. Put the tamarind in there for sure. But then, you know, this is, this is a 20-minute meal. This is if Rachel Ray did uh, like a, a tamarind version of a 30-minute meal. You know what my favorite thing? 
I used to watch the shit out of Rachel Ray's like after school. The best thing is one of her biggest time savers, which looking back is an insane tip (laughs) because it's not really that big of a tip, but she would go into the like studio pantry and she'll be like, you know, grab your EVOO, grab your pasta, grab your this. And she like always made it a point to only make one trip where she was like, just even if things like looked like they were on the verge of falling out of her hands, like they were like, get the shot, Rachel. We need to get the shot of Rachel juggling, like basically bear hugging 10 items because she only has 30 minutes. <laughs> it's like, that shouldn't count as part of the time, okay? This isn't chopped. As someone who's done chopped, this isn't chopped. You don't need to do that. They should have started her whole 30-minute gimmick when she's got her ingredients. Like, that shouldn't count as part of your meal time. I, I think that's wrong. If this is what you guys at home are thinking about 30-minute meals, let me tell you. Leave poor Rachel Ray. She's not doing that anymore, is she? She's got, like, a talk show and stuff. Uh, you can, you can answer, of course, in the comments of a Substack. So, uh, make sure to answer me there. (laughs) But she's just like, she's not doing that anymore, right? I feel like at some point you have to be like, listen, I am physically tired by holding 10 ingredients in my hands and bear hugging them. And I also don't think that should count as my 30 minute time. I hope she said that. I hope that that was the end of her show. I hope after she said that, they said, all right, one more season, Rachel. I hope you have a lot more tricks up your sleeves. And guess what? She did. She did. So yeah, get this wine. <laughs> um, is this fitting in the Yeti cooler? In, in our metaphorical Yeti cooler? Of course it is. But this is a second Yeti cooler. This is, this is, this is you... You putting in like maybe six of these bad boys in a separate Yeti cooler. And if it's like you really, really, really like this person that you're hanging out with at the metaphorical pool party, then you can, you know, you can bring out that second Yeti cooler. I, I also believe have big salt with people, this uh, 2021 orange rosé table wine. Have it with people that you really enjoy. Do not give your enemies this wine. There's not enough bottles made. There's only 100 cases. You can't share it with enemies or people that you just kind of like. It cannot be done that way. Be responsible, okay? Only 100 cases of these bad boys. How dare you try to share it with someone that you're snarky about? Don't do it. It's just, it's just not good. It's not good energy. Um, I think we're all done here. So coming up, I am still, still going to be putting out probably the goals this weekend. Uh, the uh, day party podcast and um, newsletter, which is going to have the Odyssey sourdough recipe there is um, the Jaggery newsletter coming out. There is what else is coming out? There's something else, right? Oh, wild fermentation. Guys, height of tomato season. So I promise you that's coming out soon. Um, and then a lot of other fun stuff. 
Um, we're getting closer and closer, closer and closer and closer, talking about some of that fun stuff. Uh, so, you know, oh, and also I forgot this newsletter is going to have a poll on it because what I want to do by the end of summer is a podcast where I can get y'all's choices for a sick palette summer six pack my personal choices we just we just need to talk about um the top summer wine winners there's there's been a lot out there so I think we got to come up with like a pretty good roster here um and I'm really excited to see what you guys think and hopefully that means we're ordering these wines we're trying out these wines and um kind of coming up with our own lists. All right, y'all. I will talk to you guys very soon. As usual, if you're wanting to try a free trial of the pod or of the paid uh, subscription, you can do that anytime. I think also currently all subscribers, all new subscribers to the Substack, I think you're getting like a certain discount right now. It's like a little secret summer sale. I'm not announcing it on Instagram or whatever, but if you listen to the podcast and you're like, oh, okay, let me get this on a discount. Hey, you know it because you listen to this thing. All right, y'all. I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.